tired. Welcome back to Babes in Ballyan. <laughs> what's new? We're tired. I'll tell you what's new. Poku's um, back. You are now listening to Babes in Ballyan. Um, first things first. <laughs> first things first. Most important, favorite and best. Yes. That was the best Friday afternoon news dump I've gotten in a while. <laughs> when they were like, Poku's back, recalled from the G League. I was literally so excited and it just carried into the weekend. But then... Does it come with a price? <laughs> well, yeah, because then a, a girl started putting things together, and I'm like, wait, wait, wait. We're bringing people back because we're going to start shipping people out. So it does come with a price, but I'm still, I'm just, and then he got the start, which also came with a price because that meant FaZe was hurt. Well, I'm like, just say it. It's a price you're willing to pay. <laughs> I don't know. Mike Mike Moose did not play at all tonight. And not neither did Justin Jackson, right? Mm-mm. 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 <laughs> so, yeah, it's been a roller coaster of emotion since the All-Star break. We got the Poku news. And then Wednesday, I think, is when they said that Hami would still be out with right groin soreness. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, when they said it was the groin and they're like, oh, he's going to be out these couple games before the All-Star break. And then we saw an update where he'd be out through the All-Star break. And I was not surprised at all to see that he would still be out tonight. Like, I put Hami in this box and like, push it to the side, because if I think about it, I'm going to be sad, because right. I really like Tommy. Um, so I was not expecting him back yet. Did that shock you at all, or kind of what you expected? It's funny, because I think we're usually, like, I think that we're in opposites right now, because usually I'm, like, compartmentalizing, and I'm like, nope, not even on the radar, and you're like, no, he'll be back. He'll be back. You're, like, scouring for information. So I definitely feel like that we're in opposites because I was surprised that you he wasn't bad. Now, the part that I did like is the update said he won't play in tonight's game. So maybe right. I'm reading into it too much, but to me that means he's close-ish. Ish. Hopefully. But then, like, I have him, like, halfway out of the box and, like, he just needs to go all the way <laughs> in the box. Or I'm going to be upset. Yeah. Well, and I know that groin injuries can be, they can be extensive. It is true. We also had some nice Coach D moments, I thought. And I don't feel like we touch on him a ton, a ton. Like, we do, but not like the players. 
But I think so far this season, I've been more than impressed. Like, I don't know the best way to word it. Not like I wanted him to fail, but I wanted him to impress me. And I wasn't certain how <laughs> he was going to do that. I, I feel like he has for me. Surprise, surprise. Just impress me. To be impressed. Yeah, I'll wait. And <laughs> I. I don't want to be like all in on him yet. I think I need to see him coach in a playoff series first because what if he Matt LaFleur's me? Girl. What if he takes us to the NFC championship two games in a row and then with the game on the line, he pulls your MVP candidate starting quarterback? What if like, he puts the best player on the bench in a big puts situation? SGA on the bench? I don't know. So like, I'm not Poku on the bench. <laughs> oh, I'm not like all in on Coach D yet. Like I still need to see some things, but I'm starting to get excited even about him. I've been super pleased. I have zero complaints. The first thing I saw um, in his interview, he had a little bit of a beard going on, and he said, "I only shave on game days. I hate shaving. I'll shave tomorrow." And I don't know. I liked that. Him showing up a little disheveled. But then what he had to say, I was super, super impressed with. I know I sent that to you. But Let's I'm going to read it to you again. Uh, yeah, I'm ready. Like, I want to hear it in your voice. So he was asked about Oklahoma City winning too much because we're kind of in this place where we're not in the playoffs and we're not like full tank. I think things are definitely going to start happening quick. I want to say the trade deadline is like the 25th or so. So with Poku getting the amount of minutes and then Moses Brown got minutes and we saw Mike Moose not play tonight, I think inevitably the trades are going to come and probably soon. Um, so we're in this weird place where we're not like winning a lot, but we're not losing a lot either. And they asked Coach B about winning too much. And he said, the blunt answer is, when I accepted the position, I wanted to develop a culture that transcended where the team is. Wherever the outcome, wherever the outcomes fall as a result of that process, that's where they fall. And I just like that because I've said before, I'm not team tank. I do understand what we're trying to do here, especially with like the increased Poku minutes, Moses Brown. But I, I look at this team that we have and we threw out a bunch of really, really young lineups tonight. And I just see all these pieces that we already have. So it's hard for me to think about like needing more. Right. Like I see what Hami can do, what Lou can do. So for me, player development for them is huge. Teo, Poku, like I feel like that is huge. You can't just throw away these pieces you already have for the sake of maybe getting a low draft pick or a high draft pick. I think you still very much have to develop what you have. And when he's like, yeah, I mean, I knew what I was walking into, but we develop players, baby. I'm like, okay, Coach D, I'm on board. 
Well, and it's hard to get invested. Like you and I always get so invested in players and it's hard to have that investment in the now. And it's like, I don't want to develop them for somebody else. Like, and I get that, like, it's the culture, like I understand, but I don't want to. I think the only other big news was the Jersey stuff. Oh, New Jersey, New Maps jerseys. The urn <laughs> jersey. Um, my problem is not with the coloring of the jersey. Like when you look at it on the court, I like it. Yeah, for sure. Blue is my favorite color. So you're going to give me navy blue and a different shade of blue. Love it. I liked the white accessories that we wore with it. Like as a look, I love it. Put it next to the Mavs blue jersey and that's the same thing like almost down to the font it's the same a thing. little bit now the it's power move that i do like you know whenever i was like okay dame wear the shoe like if you're going to design a shoe about us freaking wear it when you play us at least we were just like we're going to debut our mavs jersey while playing the mavs like yes i did like that's a power move and i like it purse first yes <laughs> but i mean Almost down to the font, it's the same thing. Yes, you are correct. While I like the jersey, I feel like we probably could have switched up some things so that it wouldn't be the same. Yeah. yeah. But also, like you said, it's like, you know, here's our new jersey and we're wearing it tonight. We're going to wear it out of the store. So... SGA said that, so we're in the second half of the season, official fully, we made it, what's up? And SGA said that it was like coming back from Christmas break and this is gonna age me, but I'm like, that doesn't sound fun. No. <laughs> Like, like, I think it's just an age thing, but I'm how like, how do I figure out how to Christmas break forever? Because like, that's right? what I want. <laughs> that's the goals. Like so like, <laughs> I know what he was trying to say, but I was like, mm, no. Pass. <laughs> like, yeah. that, that's cute, but I'll pass. Hard pass. <laughs> but first fashion. But first fashion, they showed Lou first, which Lou stunned me a little bit because there were two things that we normally don't see. One, like he did have on mostly black, but he had the bright reddish orange pop of color in the vest. But then he also had like the turtleneck mask the SGA wears. I don't even know if that's what it's called, but that's what it looks like. And... I thought it was a look. The utility vest? Yeah. I like the color. Like, I like the color, um, the black. And it was kind of like a red-orange. Mm -hmm. And so I did like the contrast. I like that Lou's still out here rocking the homie hats. I'm not, like, a vest person. But also, like, I wasn't mad at it. <laughs> Um, speaking of turtlenecks, a walk-in just for Jesse, 
Poku. He had that turtleneck zipped up to his chin, girl. It was tight. Um, <laughs> also, the fanny pack is back. So, like, the progression of this for me, right, is we get the news on Friday, and I am, like, beyond excited. I'm like, it's happening. He's back. Mom, I told you he was coming back. So excited, right? Then I figure out, like, wait. Wait a minute. If Poku's getting more minutes, that means people are leaving. And then, unfortunately, we did have the Darius news. And I think they said that he took a hard fall in practice and he had shoulder soreness. So this was the first game that he missed. And I was, like, bummed. But then we got the news that Poku was starting. Once again, I'm very, very excited. And then they showed him at walk-in with the fanny pack. And I was like, we're back in business. We're back <laughs> in business. I don't know. <laughs> Watching him makes me happy. What did I call him earlier? Light of my life. That's it. I don't know. It just makes me happy. He made some free throws. Like, there was, there was some good. Oh, it was a Poku game. Yeah. His, turtle, his turtleneck sweater, though, it was zipped up tight. It was. You want to know who, like, stunned me, shocked me? Ty Jerome. Girl, you be forgetting Ty Jerome is out here for fashion. Um... He had on like a light teal sweatsuit moment with some hot pink lettering with hot pink shoes. Girl, those magenta shoes were loud, but I loved it. Yeah, the it was kind of like, kind of like this like tealish Tiffany blue. And then he had his game shoes, which were also magenta. I feel like I yes. saw some leopard accent in there but I'm like bold move but it worked because all like I would have needed to pair something neutral with something there like if I was wearing that shoe I would be in all neutrals but it just worked and he stunned me a big one it was my favorite easily yes yeah we also weren't like given a ton I really liked Poku but yes we might as well just like cut the episode to the Mr. Thunder Award and call it a night. <laughs> I'm just so excited. I think it was fun to watch him in the G League because obviously he was getting more minutes and he was more in like a ball handling role. And like some of it got really wild, but some of it got really spicy. And I liked spicy G League Poku. And I'm not saying tonight was perfect, but I think even with the short amount of games he played in the G League, from where he, like, left the NBA to when he came back, you're already seeing improvements there. And I'm just, I'm just happy, okay? Do you know okay. how I felt when I saw Poku? You know how when little kids go visit their relatives and they're always like, did you get bigger? <laughs> He did. He, he did. grew up a little. He got bigger. Yes. <laughs> it was a big night. And obviously, like, favorite and best was at the very beginning of the game 
we got the Poku assist for that Teo three. And it's like you said, we're, we're back in business. Yes. And I thought, well, we started SGA, Teo, Lou, Poku, and Uncle Al. So I thought it was fun to see that early. And then Teo later found Poku streaking to the open spot. And then he made his jumpers. So they were kind of teaming up early, which I thought was fun. It's a nice narrative. The two babies, the two rookies, they got the start. And it worked out. Well, I think in the first, right around the four-minute mark, Poku already had five rebounds. He had assists to boot. And then like two, less than two minutes later, he nailed that three. Mm-hmm. It was fun. It was really fun. I think he did airball two threes, but I don't care. I mean. For him to, like, because, I mean, he's either on or he's not. And for him to, like, kind of have the ups and downs of that and then to, like, still hit that three at the end of the game. Oh. I'm like, you're going to be fine. The we have some things to. Yes, we have some things to sort out. But he was making his free throws. I thought that we looked really good. Uh, Watching Ropey dunk is so fun. It is. He even had an offensive rebound at the end of the first where, what did Michael Cage say about him? Channel my inner Michael. Um, He (laughs) said that was a man-sized rebound, and I just liked it. Mm -hmm. Michael Cage. Oh, sorry. No, you're good. He was giving me life in the first. He also said, this is not a dream. It's a reality. Poku's back. And I'm like, Michael! Yes! (laughs) (laughs) This was your moment, girl. And it was obviously Michael's, too. Yes. Y'all are out here thriving for Poku. Yes. Um, I'm also super excited that he started and that it went so well. Because it would have been rough out here. The exciting part for me, you take what we had out there tonight, and then you potentially bring back Hami and Darius, and I think that just makes it even more fun, because they're two of my favorites. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, this was much, much better than where we left off last game. Oh, exponentially. The offense was clicking. Lou came out and looked good. He hit two threes in the first and two free throws. Um, The Teo-Poku connection was fun. Mm -hmm. I thought SGA and Uncle Al both had very, very solid nights. So there wasn't too much to really nitpick in this game. I think we should also, like, mention the fact that Luca's hurt again. Right. Hit me like that again. <laughs> Literally sat out the game before the All-Star break, played in the All-Star game, played with his dog, first game after the – I think it's their first game after the All-Star break. And he's out again? And he's out again. Porzingis was also out, so two heavy hitters for the Mavs not playing, as one guy on Twitter wanted to remind me. And I'm like, why are you so sensitive? Did you see that? <laughs> They're literally missing two of their best players. And it's like, yes, but I can't be happy about it. (laughs) Why are you so sensitive? Like, we're also out two starters, and we started two 19-year-olds. Like, 
our what I would consider our best bench player is not playing. Homie's hurt. Why are you so pressed? We're all going through something, sir. So that kind of made me like <laughs> giggle a little. I'm like, why are you so pressed? Which is nice to have like some room to talk shit on, you know? I think that I was really surprised because when we had those three days off, we came back and it was rough. Yes. And so I was super nervous. I'm like, well, three times two is six and six days is double rough. So I was worried that we, you know, kind of relieved that Porzingis was going to be out because I wanted us to have a good game, obviously, because you don't want to do the repeat performance of rest. I felt like that Al definitely benefited, benefited from his rest. He Big got some rest. For Uncle Al. We had some Uncle Al dunks. Okay. It was fun. Um, I know I started messaging you early in the second, though, because I was like, where's Moose? What's Moose doing? And then, like, I was like, no, no, it's okay. I'm just, okay, I'm being a little paranoid. It's he fine. doesn't come in this early, it's, and I'm like, okay. girl, yes, he does. They okay. sub him in at the beginning of the, or at the end of the first, but okay. Like, okay, this is not a red flag yet. Okay, I'm just, I'm a little paranoid. I'm freaking out. I'm worried about all these trades. It's fine. But then, <laughs> like, middle of the second, six minutes, five minutes left, um, one Mike Moose still has not taken off his warm-up. And I don't know, they didn't put him in at all. And I didn't think about it at first because I saw Moses Brown come in and I was excited because of what he did in the G League, at least like give him a chance, like at least give him a chance. So I don't know, it was kind of all good things. And then I realized that Mike Moose didn't play and I think the reality of that meaning that there's like a trade situation going on is pretty high. I don't know. And now I'm just sad again. But I do think this is like the last bit of hurt, if that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> I do. Okay. After like this stretch, like we've got to be close. Of course, there will still be like trades and stuff, but not in like bulk succession yeah where you're scared to look at your phone <laughs> I just why else wouldn't he play he wasn't listed as injured he suited out you were kind of touching on too about Teo like we like you said we had two 19 year olds in and Michael Cage was really complimentary of just how level-headed Teo plays for his age and I have to really agree he plays so level-headed like you rarely see him lose his cool and I feel like that we have a lot to look forward to with him yeah I thought the first game that he started it was a close game and I think we played Kenny Hustle instead of Teo and coach D said that Teo was like a little jumpy. That wasn't the word that he used, but like he wasn't settled to finish out the game. But then I think the next start after that, he played at the end. And ever since then, I mean, 
I agree too. I think like with any young player, you see some missed steps sometimes. Like sometimes I think he's not as aggressive as I would want him to be. Mm-hmm. But generally when you sit back and think about it and you watch him play and then you're like, well, he's a rookie and he's, he's Teo and he's 19. He's 19, honey. I mean, there's a lot of upside there. I thought that everybody generally had a really good game. Uh, the hustle wasn't quite on tonight. The hustle was a little off and it made me sad. It was a little bit off, but I mean, we didn't really need it per se. Our second unit was doing really well. I know there were some stretches where I'm like, oh yeah, we're like you said, we're doing great. And then we'll throw the second in and maps go on little 11 runs and this, that, and the other. But overall, no complaints, no bench complaints. Um, you know who else doesn't have bench complaints? The Mavs. Hardaway off the bench. He's insane. He is truly. But they were like missing their two best players. Oh, you, if you are. didn't. Now who's pressed? If you didn't like put that together. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's still him. It's still him. <laughs> That's press. I'm petty. <laughs> He's press. Um, okay. I thought we did a really good job at rebounding. We out-rebounded the Mavs 30-16 to 16 in the first half. And I think there was a good portion of that that was Moses Brown and Poku. Girl, Moses Brown, and I'm so glad you brought this up, Moses Brown is, like, fulfilling this moment for me that – I wanted Nerlens to fulfill. Ooh. And I know that's not quite fair, but he's so young. He's like he, so baby deer to me with those long legs. He's so young and he's already like this. Yes. And yeah, it's, he's definitely fulfilling what I wanted out of Nerlens last season. First half was fun. It was 62 to 47 Thunder at the half. Um, I thought. Okay. He was by. <laughs> That's for me. <laughs> yes, specifically. All of it. Um, I thought Lou did a good job in the first, and then he also came out in the third. And I mean, mostly the third was for Uncle Al, but it was, like, splashed with some Lou, and I liked Mm -hmm. it. Anytime, like, you have a Lou three, Lou drawing an offensive foul, and then another Lou three, like, when you have that little sandwich like that, I'm going to be a happy lady. It was so fun because I feel like that Al and Lou were really clicking offensively and defensively like we had Al get that strip he got it out to Dort he got down the court for the score like you said um, Dort was drawing charges and we had our biggest lead of the night in the third at 78-59 and to me I mean the third quarter was really Al's quarter because right after that is when he got another dunk there someone's rested yeah, there was one where Poku had the ball and Uncle Al was slashing through the lane and dunked it. Like, who is that, you know? 
So somebody who's about to get traded. Pretty much, yeah. But <laughs> I think um it's interesting to think about what's going on with Lamarcus Aldridge and the Spurs because mm -hmm. you would think Aldridge and Uncle Al would fill the same role for somebody. So it probably depends on how much money the other team's working with or what they have to like give up. Right. Because I feel like you'd prefer Uncle Al. I feel like he's the better player right now than Aldridge. So I guess it depends on like what you're trying to do. But a game like tonight, two weeks before the trade de deadline, I feel like, is a pretty big deal. Al's out here letting him know. Uh -huh. He makes money moves. Um, I feel like the SGA, too, towards the end of the third, he was just making everything look so easy. He was getting to the rim. Uh, you know, he had some putbacks and some shots that were just insane. And he has gained this ease at getting to the rim that, for me, is a little bit Russ-esque, dare I say. It's weird that you bring up Russ because when I was, like, settling into my awards, that kind of popped into my head a little bit. And this is not even, well, maybe I should wait. Maybe I should wait for awards. But it's funny that like you brought that up too, because that kind of popped into my head. And I think my biggest question mark was if we're gonna do this thing and we're gonna have so many young players, who's going to corral them? And they told me it was gonna be SGA. And I was like, I don't know, but you're starting to see that it is like, mm -hmm. I think it was, yeah, it was the end of the fourth when we had the coaches challenge and whenever they reversed that call and called it an offensive foul on SGA, I just was like waiting for the crumble. And I know no. like I jumped from like the third to the fourth, but I just was like waiting for us to do that thing and crumble but as soon as that call got reversed, SGA went down and scored on back-to-back -back trips. Girl, he went to work. And I was so impressed because you need a captain, and he's more than filled, filled that role this season. We talk about this all the time, about how we were craving that fourth quarter energy, that moment that role for SGA and now that he's fulfilling it I love that for him because I feel like it has increased his confidence through every aspect of the game I feel like that he's really found a way to take control when like you said a lot of times we would have just we wouldn't have been able to pull out of that it's very dare I say Chris Paul-esque the way he um, just like calmed the vibe you know mm -hmm. so it did get a little wild, but then SGA had the back-to-back, -back, the Poku three, Poku for three. Um, three there was that forget. hard foul on SGA where I'm like, literally back off, Mavs. Okay, thank you. Stop double-teaming him on the inbounds. Okay, thanks. 
and then Poku with the free throws at the end. Uh, Hardaway Jr. got the bucket to close the third. It's 89-74, not quite as close, or not quite as, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Why can't I think? It's I'm really tired. Good. Tired. It was closer than it was earlier. <laughs> <laughs> what laugh? What girl, I like that laugh. <laughs> I'm so tired. Girl, same. <laughs> um, in the fourth, I mean, Moses already had nine rebounds in the fourth. I think he finished with 12. Um, um, I don't have the box score. Oh, I can get there. I'm on my way. Eight and 12. New Nerlands. So that's what I have down. Doesn't he wear number nine? Girl. Because for a minute I was like, Nerlands, is that you? Like when I was still so stunned from literally trading the whole thing. Well, yeah, because we didn't, nobody said anything about Nerlands forever. Mm -hmm. He was just like floating. In the fourth, yeah, so like Moses Brown was at nine rebounds. Teo hit his third three. Also, I like watching Moses Brown dunk. So we've got Roby, we've got Moses, and I'm living for both of them. Mm-hmm. And like I said, we didn't even have Darius this game. Like I've always thought Darius and Roby were fun together, but I think you add Moses Brown to the mix, and that's still fun. Um it got scary for a minute. We tried at the to, end of the fourth. We tried to act up a little bit. But final 116, 108. And I think as a whole, like it was hard to find a cupcake award in this game. Same. Um, I also want to point out like Ty Jerome nailed that three in the fourth. I thought that overall the second unit looked really, really good. I am, you know, for what we had out, for having Hami out, um, and I know that we cut it closer, you know, than we were in the third. We lost a lot of that lead, but I'm just so excited about our second unit. I'm so excited about our babies. Um, I'm Tim Tebow. I know I don't sound Tim Tebow. That's... It, I'm Tim Tebow, and I'm excited. <laughs> I hope, like, this isn't too, like, hot take-ish, but I'm going to say it anyways. Okay. I think that when Hami comes back, like, pending health, like, if he's healthy, I feel like when he comes back and he is not the primary ball carrier for the second unit because Ty Jerome would prop is more likely to fill that role than Hami is. I mm -hmm. think when Hami gets to get settled in and not have to do all the facilitating, because I wouldn't say that's like a strong suit for him. Can he do it? Absolutely. But I think when he gets to like slide down to that baseline slot in like the dunkers slot, like I just feel like that's where he thrives more. Mm -hmm. So with that, I'm wondering if he looks even better with the second unit. 
I liked too that Michael Cage kind of made the comparison tonight because they were talking about the energy surge and we always talk about that with Hami, the spark plug. And he was like, no, that's not Hami, that's Al. And I liked that comparison quite a bit mm -hmm. because I feel like that Hami definitely has that potential. He can get a little wild, but he's also still really young. Yes. And I think it was good for him to have to do that for a little bit, but I think he will thrive more with Ty Jerome. That's oh, my hot absolutely. And then let's throw Moses in there too, you know, like, and Poku. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna the love The hustle it. will be back. Yeah. What about, what about JJ? What about JJ? So, you think he's out the door? Do you think, do you think we're going to be Jackson Liss? That hurt me. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Frank! Okay. <laughs> now I don't even remember what we were talking about because he had to bring up Frank. Oh, JJ. Okay. Um, if you remember, like before Poku went to the bubble, Poku was getting minutes ahead of JJ. And mm -hmm. it was kind of, is Kenny Hessel going to play or is Justin Jackson going to play? So I was not super stunned that Poku got more minutes. Like, Poku got the start for Bayes. I don't think you would start JJ in that spot, obviously. They kind of fill a different role. Mm -hmm. But for him to not get in this one at all kind of stunned me. But this is where, like, I don't know who I would want you to take minutes away from. And it's That's not that, like... That's a good thing, though. Yeah, like, it's not that I don't want Justin Jackson to play, but, like, when I'm looking at the box score and what everybody got, I don't know what I would want to change. Right. So it's not even, like, negative towards him. It's just, no. I think, a compliment to everybody else. Absolutely. You know, also, it's starting defense mechanism mode, because if he's on the way out, we got to start putting, we got to start shutting the box. Box is closed. We will not reminisce on Twitter about North Carolina basketball, JJ and I. We will not. <laughs> he wants to talk about it. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know maybe, if we can be friends. Maybe if you're here past March 25th, I'll consider it. But it is concerning. The moose thing is like red flag to me. That's the biggest for me. JJ, I think maybe he just, because there were nights where JJ or Kenny Hustle would not play at all. And they right. kind of switched. So that one doesn't mean as much to me, but. Um, hi, it's not personal, but JJ, you're a new friend. And Moose said he wanted to stay in Oklahoma City. And I will take that quote to the hill I die on. He said he liked us. He said he wanted to hang out. Yeah. What's the problem? Yeah, he picked up that super low option. Like, I feel like he's vastly underpaid mm -hmm. because he liked us. And he said, I mean, I don't want to put like words in his mouth, but I'm pretty sure he said he wanted to stay. He did. So. They said he said it. Like, did I, mean, I physically see Mike Moose say it? No. 
but no. people who represent him for the thunder said he said it so i'm holding on to it <laughs> like george hill uncle al i knew what that was all about from jump yeah. i knew they would try to be traded for draft picks but i feel like mike moose is like that's the last of the hurt for me unless they get like super super wild and try to like pair up young guys to get another young guy like I'm not saying they can't do stuff that won't shock me, but I feel like the one big last check mark is Mike Moose, and it makes me very sad. Yeah, I know. It's a bummer. The fashion. They didn't show him walk in either. He said he, yeah. I mean, because like you said, nine times out of 10, if they aren't playing, they aren't, they don't show him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's worthy of a cupcake award for me. Mike Moose uncertainty vibes. Yeah, he said he wanted to stay. And then he got these suits because, like, it was like Chris Paul got us the suits and it's all related, right? Yeah. yeah. Is he going to be traded like Chris Paul? Because I'm sad. <laughs> yeah. And Nader. Not Nader. It literally Poku could throw up any bullshit in the world and you would never be mad unless it was a goaltend or unless he goaltended. Yeah. Anytime Nader was letting it fly, you were like, all he does is shoot the ball. Green light go. Poku has a green light for me every time. Rip it, kid. <laughs> I don't even care. I don't even care. Um you know what? I said earlier, I had a really hard time finding a cupcake award. We kind of mentioned that the hustle wasn't like he wasn't fully functioning tonight with the hustle, but it wasn't it, hustle and flow. No, it wasn't like off putting though. Like I also yeah. thought Ty Jerome had a quiet night, but I don't know. They passed the eye test. Like, if I was just watching, they didn't stick out as being bad. But then, like, the stat line, I mean, it was what it was. Um, Kenny Hessel scored four, and Ty Jerome scored three. So, I don't really want to give either of them a cupcake award. So, I think, I know this is against the rules. That's because you're but... anxious that you're going to give somebody a cupcake award. You're trying not to give anyone a cupcake award no. until the trade deadline because you have post-traumatic stress syndrome from giving Steven Adams the cupcake award. Why would they do that to me? Like that was the worst timing ever. Um, so, I mean, I'm just going to give it to the Mike Moose weirdness. Like same. I don't want it to happen, but I feel like. Will we get the news in the middle of the night? I don't know. Will we get the news tomorrow? Am I gonna get to see him play again? Am I like? I mean, I feel like vastly are, overthinking all of this. I don't know. At eleven thirty at night. Yeah. Yeah. Emotions run high at night. Some may say. It's true. So I'm a very <laughs> nervous lady. Um, I really, really like Mike Moose. He said he wanted to stay, but I just feel like there's a smelly smell. Uh, it's lingering. Mm -hmm. it's in the air do you want to do your Mr. Thunder or do you want me to go first uh you go first 
Um, I feel like I'm jacking yours, but we talked so much about SGA and I was just really, really impressed with him. Like you brought up, you know, clutch Chris Paul moments. He had 12 of our last 17 and the ease that that. he's getting. Yes. And the ease with which he's getting to the rim, how easy it's making it, how easy he's making it look. And I'm just really happy with SGA. I'm really happy with him. He scored 32, had six assists, two rebounds. It's a really solid night for him. I was very worried after the coach's challenge where it got reversed and they said it was an offensive foul on SGA because that's like a pivotal moment that can change the vibe Mm -hmm. of the game. Oh, yeah. So for him to come down and score back-to-back and make it look that easy, I just felt completely at ease. And that's where I thought about Russ. And not only – oh, God, we suck. I suck. No, you go. (laughs) No, you go. (laughs) No. Well, you're just talking about momentum with the challenge. We didn't even talk about the first challenge. You know, there was literally back-to-back challenges, and that can change the momentum of a game vastly. I had a love-hate relationship with Russ. That's because I really, really, really liked him, but he would also make me really, really mad. Like, we would feud from time to time mostly about decision-making stuff. At the end of the day, I still really, really liked Russ, and I still do. I think he gets all the crap talk on Twitter. I don't think he gets any respect. I've always kind of felt that. I don't know. But he would make me nervous at the end of games, and that's why we would feud. I didn't feel that with SGA tonight. It was just cool, calm, collected, got it done. It didn't get wild. And I think he's doing that more and more. So that's why I was going to give him a Mr. Thunder Award, too, just because, like, things could have, like, spiraled. And I would have had to go find that Mavs fan on, on Twitter because <laughs> – I was out here playing and then we lost the lead, but SGA <laughs> backed me up and he that's did. all I want. With Russ, when he would fire off one of those threes without thinking. Yeah. Oh, furious. Yes. Furious. Yes. Um, I'm actually glad that you gave it to SGA so I could add like my little two cents, if you will. But I want to talk about Lou. So oh, I'm, I'm glad, surprised. I'm glad you gave it to SGA. Uh, Lou played 30 minutes. He was four of nine from the field, four of seven from three. Um, I think he had the hot start. He had the eight points in the first. He had 14 total, five rebounds, two assists. I liked in the third where we had the Lou three, and that was like on a play that was very dysfunctional and the shot clock was expiring. He hit that three. He was hustling around a screen and drew an offensive foul, which we love to see. He then came down and hit another three, I think at the top of the key. And 
I mean, when he's on, he's on. We we kind of know right. that. But I was worried after the extended break what we would kind of see, especially with – there were quite a few duds for me right before the All-Star break. I think Denver mm-hmm. was a dud. Um, the Mavs games, it was trying to be a dud. And then who else did we play? The Spurs? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that whole, like – I was not super impressed with. So I was worried about having the time off, but Lou was like, I got you. And he came out with the hot first and the hot third. Lou and Al were so fun in the third. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I say like hot third, like it was still uncle Al's third, but I don't know. He impressed me tonight when I thought like we could have came out and, looked tired and such. I didn't think that he did. No, absolutely not. I thought that Lou was doing Lou things. You want to know what came in just on time? SGA on Lou Dort. I mean, no, no trade stuff. Girl, I thought you were about to drop a big one and I was just going to hang up. No, SGA on Lou Dort. He wants to be the best on-ball defender in the NBA. And personally, I think he is the best on-ball defender. Well, duh. Give him the LeBron. (laughs) Is that how we're going to close the episode? It could be. Uh, we have weird games this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, one o'clock start times. Okay. Yeah, that's not very cool, like at all. It's not cool for me. Who do we play? I don't even remember. Let me see. Uh, I want Hami to play because we play the Knicks. I don't know if we're at home or not, but I still want him to play. We are at home for both games. We play the Knicks and then the Grizzles. The Grizzles. Which I feel like every time we play the Grizzles, I'm not happy with, like, <laughs> the outcome. But it would be nice for Hami to play on Saturday. I'd like that quite a bit. He likes to play against New York. Hami loves New York. And I love Hami. 